All right, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Scipio Cubs podcast. So, uh, I'm Andy, and uh, joining joining us tonight is, uh, th- we have three quarters of the regular, well, not the regular crew, the supposed crew. Uh, so, Sam, how's it going? Hello, Andy. Good to be here. Always a pleasure. And Yours, Ky- of course. Yes. And Kyle is also here. Good to be back. Yeah, I've gone for a couple weeks, but I'm back and uh, better than ever now that I have been successfully blocked by Zach Zaidman on Twitter. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Very so, proud of you. So, Sam, tell tell the good folks at home or on their car or train, wherever they are, um, <laughs> how else they can get the full Sam Fells experience. You can find me. I am the editor, writer, and overall maven of faxesfromunkledale.com. And now Chicago's wide, Chicago Sports Wide site. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Fellsgate, F-E-L-S-G-A-T-E. And that will pretty much get you to everything I write at faxesfromunkledale.com. Uh, you can follow that Twitter feed at Real Fans Program. I'm really into the long names. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's how you find me. And, and Kyle, how would people find you? Well, Tinder. if you... If you really want to, you could you could go on Twitter uh, at krakert 27 um, if you need a place to see retweets of Sam and Andy and uh, <laughs> dri- dribbles of, of random Cubs thoughts as they as they come up. Random. And that's cub- what this blog. That's what this podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> random cub dribbling is. We should see a doctor if you have any of that. Uh, so we had a little bit of news today, very small bit of news today. I announced that uh, in addition to this fine podcast, there's now also going to be a Decipio Bears podcast. And ironically, I'm going to be doing it with Kyle and Mike, but not this Kyle and That's not that Mike. <laughs> and that Mike doesn't exist anyway. No, so. he's, 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 he's completely ghosted us. Um <laughs> So it's going to be uh, Kyle Morris from st- from startkyleorton.com um who um is he has opinions and he yeah. likes to express them that's good that's you need that on a podcast and then Mike Donahue who if you know him at all you know him from the Discipio message board and god forbid if that's how you know any of us um so the three of us will be doing podcasts in midweek so we'll be looking back at the week before and previewing what's coming up the next week. And honestly, it's going to be an awful lot like this. So mostly us trying to amuse each other. So um, that'll have its own feed that I will link from com. Although the first episode, I'm most likely also going to cram onto this feed. So if you don't like it, tough, just don't listen to it. But if you do, you can check it out. So that's enough of the... Uh, perfunctories at the beginning um now we can talk about the cubs who have actually won five games in a row can you believe it after the season ended last thursday and friday well it was that bryce harper hit the home run and the cubs just got got on the bus and everybody went home well if i recall mr dolan we sat here last wednesday and they had only lost two games to the phillies at that point or we're in the process of losing the second one. Yeah, it was 10 nothing when we started the podcast. Right. And we said, look, this is just what they're going to do. They're going to go on the road, and they're going to look like the Marlins. And then they're going to come home, and they're going to look like the Dodgers. <laughs> and that's just, to expect the season to go any other way at this point is folly. And there's no way, we've tried to speculate why they can't win on the road, and we basically came up with, well, we think they hate each other. But I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> I guess, like, this is, they're just weird. And maybe now it's a mental thing. I don't know. They certainly seem to find ways to win at home and ways to lose on the road. I, I can't explain it. Maybe, maybe they, they don't can, have enough theme road trips. Maybe they can petition to get the entire rest of the road schedule played at obscure single-A ballparks across <laughs> right. the country. <laughs> Including PNC Park. <laughs> well, I, uh, I knew it was going to be a hot take, and then so I decided to make it. Because I kind of, I don't believe it. I was just hoping it would be true. I do think that the the ridiculous Williamsport field trip um, was good for them. Um, certainly didn't hurt them that night. No. You know, the goofy, they looked, they felt more like what we used to think they were like, you know. 
sliding down the hill in the cardboard boxes and um, playing ping pong with kids from all over the country and, you know, trying to, you know, steal their lunch money or whatever it was. And um, <laughs> it just, it, it's, it's, it's impossible to tell because they, they hit that night. And when you hit, it looks like everybody's having fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it did look like they were having fun. And of course they haven't lost since. And it's the same thing when you win, you know, nothing looks deader than a team that's not hitting because when are they going to show any, you know, there's not a whole lot of exciting things you can do when you're just turning around and walking back to the dugout. Um, so it does look like, wow, look at them. Look how energized they are. Well, it could just be a function of beating up on kind of bad pitching, which that I'm all helps. for. Uh, but hopefully it's a little more than that. I saw, I don't think it got as much run this year as it has in past years, but this uh, three game series with the Giants was American Legion week. Apparently, which I mean, you can say what you want about Madden and his gimmicks, but I believe after today, I think the Cubs are twenty three and three in American Legion Week under under Joe. Well, which is a pretty crazy number. You know, I I, I want to add to this. I don't. You know, after the the post, right after the game, the B writers will put up the phone videos of the scrums in the in the clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't usually watch them. I I, I don't really care what players have to say. Uh, after a game, it's usually nothing special. It's almost always nothing special. But for some reason, I I, I, I turned on Anthony Rizzo's after he hit the two homers. And first of all, you can see in Anthony Rizzo's eyes just how sick he is of talking to the press. <laughs> like, it's August. They've been doing this for spring training. It's like six months now, seven months. You can just see in his eyes, all he wants to do is go home. And you never really realize the day-to-day grind it is for these guys having to just answer these questions all the time. But then they asked him about American Legion Week, and he was kind of like, yeah, it's nice, but we, you know, we have two night games, and then the rest are day games, so it doesn't really matter. Because like, at day games, you know, they don't get there that early anyway, yeah. because there's not really time for batting practice or whatever else. So he's like, so basically he's like, yeah, I mean, it's nice for two nights, but the rest of the schedule doesn't make any difference to us, <laughs> you know? Fair enough. So he was like playing it down, I guess. I mean, I don't know what what time they show up normally for day games. I'm guessing this week it's like eleven, um, one fifteen, right? Yeah, right. You know, and this is the this used to be the week where Ben Zobris would bike in his uniform. Yep. So he's not around to do that anymore. But you know, I I think they they probably enjoy the break. But I thought it was weird that like your captain, your team spokesman as it were is taking one of his manager's ideas and be like yeah it doesn't really matter whatever <laughs> fuck you and then they move on to the next question maybe he was just in that mood i don't know but um yeah i mean the, the shape these guys are in i don't know why they just don't arrive at that time every day like if you need the extra work show up and if you don't get here two hours before the game who cares yeah. oh because remember they because they all told theo they right. needed more batting practice. Which After I, Theo told them to tell Theo that. I will go to my grave. <laughs> nobody actually told Theo that. <sighs> you know, it's funny. I I was writing about the manager on the other side of town this week, uh, but I can't help but think about Joe Madden. And, you know, I mean, we're probably in the last five weeks, six weeks of his stint here. I, I, I get the impression the front office is kind of anxious to shove him out the door, but... You know, there have been some curious decisions, but I feel like this is his fifth or sixth straight Cubs team that's either matching or exceeding expectations. Remember, all the projections had this a below 500 team, and now they're 11 games over 500. And if you look at the bullpen he was given and the positions he was given with Almora starting every day and Zobrist gone and Addison Russell turning into this, uh, I don't know that you could ask him to really have this team much better than it is. I, you can't say Albert Armora disappointed. I, this is what he is. Yeah. I think this was by far – well, I don't think it's even a debate. This was the most challenging roster he's been given. Yeah. And last year's was probably the second, and they won 95 games. Yeah. So even if the players are sick of his shit, and I don't know that they are – you know, they, they keep playing for him. Yeah. They haven't quit on him, so... Oh, Nick Nick Castellanos gets teary-eyed just thinking about it. <laughs> right! 
he thinks this is the most fun team he's, he's ever seen. Yeah, here we are thinking, God, why don't they have fun? And he showed up, he's like, have you been to Detroit? <laughs> right. This is Mardi Gras here well, every and day. You, and you have a game like last night. Now, I think earlier this season, that's a game where somewhere in the sixth or seventh inning, they just chuck it. Yeah. Like a bullpen, blew another one. Our manager's <clears throat> throwing darts at the wall to decide who's coming in for the pen. And twice, or three times, they blew a lead, and twice they came back to win it. So, you know, some kind of message is getting through. I, I maybe, maybe they just respond to Rizzo and Lester. I, I don't know, but well, I th- I think it's it's I don't think it's inevitable that whenever Joe leaves, people will fans will realize relatively quickly how much they miss him. Absolutely, for a lot of reasons, and I players are too. I'm sure some of them. So for some of these guys, he's the only manager they've ever had. Mm-hmm. They don't know. What it's going to be like when, I mean, when anonymous stooge number six gets hired by the Cubs to just push buttons next year, right? And they're like, "Well, wait a minute, we're you know, you're not like Joe, like, well, yeah, because nobody's like Joe, right? I mean, Bryant's never played for anyone else. Rizzo no, and played. Bryant, whether he means it or not, constantly defends him, right? Like he's one Rizzo. of his most vocal. It's not Joe's fault. Don't get rid of Joe. It seems like Rizzo forgot what it was like to have Dale Slave <laughs> glare at him all the time. <laughs> Threaten to send him down to the minors. Threaten to send him down to the minors. I only have two good players, but they're both they're going to go to Iowa if they don't shape up. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, the guys who came from somewhere else have played for other managers. But, um, yeah, I don't uh, – I mean, I, you know, his bullpen management is – it's only frustrating because it's so uncreative. It's it shows no imagination whatsoever. I mean, all series he kept throwing lefties out there against Yaz's kid, yeah. and Yaz's kid crushes lefties. Oh, like, and, and Yaz's kid is especially going to crush Derek Holland, <laughs> right? Oh God, yeah. And actually, I, to be fair, Derek Holland's been all right since he showed up for what he is, which is yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, right. That was a a sad attempt to <laughs> fill that hole, right? What's your second lefty? I, you know, if you can if you can throw out two good lefties from your pen, more power too. And like, don't talk to me at the playoffs because some lefties going to the bullpen for the rotation in the playoffs. So you'll have three out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's they're so weird that I'm. I think I've decided I'm just going to try and enjoy it. I mean, you you know, you got their their best pitcher right now dunking on their pre and post game guy on Twitter. <laughs> You know, it's like the fun version of Dusty's team. Like, if Dusty's team that turned on the press was actually funny and creative instead of cantankerous, this is what it would have looked like. Well, they don't. This team doesn't have Kent Merker. Yeah, makes, and it makes a tremendous difference. And Todd Walker, Louisiana Lightning. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, we talked about it last week. I don't want to keep beating this dead horse, but like. In baseball, there's no reason you should play differently on the road than at home. Like, right. It's not like you're getting last line change. It's not like you're dealing with a bunch of intimidating road atmospheres. Um, you know, the park, park in Philly was half full, and most of it was Cubs fans. Like that shouldn't be an intimidating setting for you. I think they're just they're just weird. That's just that's all we can say. They're just weird. Yeah, and I. I was looking for signs that Joe was going to be a little more daring. And then we got one when he walked Josh Bell to put the winning run on base. And it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And then Brandon Kinsler just forgot how to throw a strike after that. And that there's no, there's no defending that. Right. Um, <laughs> you can't help him. <laughs> the not throwing a strike to the guy hitting 196 yeah. was particularly galling. Just, Throw it over the plate and see how far he can hit it. You know, it's like um, I was at a bar watching that before going to a wrestling show, as you find me. <laughs> and as soon as he walked, whatever that doofus's name was, to make it two-two, I got up and left. I'm like, I I know where this is going. I don't even need to see it. Yeah, it was um, it was inevitable. It was either, yeah, and we weren't going to the tenth. It was it no. was going to end right there. Right, but. At the same time, like who'd they get shut down by? The start Musgrove. Musgrove, yeah. They didn't even look like they wanted to bother. You know, that's the bigger injustice. Yeah. 
Yeah, score score four runs instead of <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Well, he's his career ERA against him is two. I think something that's, ridiculous. That's they, sad. They see and they're getting shut down by the guy who's worse the next day until Bryant bailed their ass out, yeah. and Lester had to dance through the raindrops. <laughs> I would like for Joe to stop starting his defensive replacement at second base. Yeah, that would help. But I think he, he got out of that. Kempton start the last two games at least. Right. And got a big sack fly in one of those. Right. Shove it up all our giggies. <clears throat> yeah, just about the time I was complaining about it. And he's like, I'll right. show you. And then he took him out. And then he didn't even use him as a defensive like, well, that's good. Isn't he in for his defense? And then when he gets the lead, you take him out? Why is he ever in? Yeah, I also want to say, I, and this isn't Joe's fault, I hate the three-man bench. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's you don't need nine relievers, right? Especially when half of them are bad. Yeah, when you've got mm. guys down there, you don't. It'd be one thing if you had, you had so many good relievers. Like we can't afford to send one of these down, right? Because instead, have... it's well, maybe he can, maybe he can just randomly pick one, and he'll be good tonight. So we better give him his whole host of randos, <laughs> right. so that he might like just there. You don't have nine good ones, so don't put nine in the bullpen. And especially when you have a good rotation that lately, for most part, is almost always getting you the six. And okay, they've each had like a hiccup here and there. But overall, you're really asking your pen for nine outs. Well, if I was Joe, when they sent, not that sending Bodie to Iowa was bad, but when they when they sent an infielder down to activate C-Sheck, I would have put Ciszek in at third base in the ninth inning of that game. Yeah. <laughs> and said, apparently, this is how Theo wants us to use you now. So <laughs> right. if he hit a grounder, try to sidearm it over to first. He probably could do it. On that note as well, with the uh, the sending guys down, with obviously Elmora and Bodie going down within a week or a couple days or whatever it was, I love. I forgot who wrote the article, but the whoever was sucking off Elmora for – reporting on time <laughs> for, to triple a i love it said he was he hustled to Iowa. i'm sure he hustled i'm sure it's right. fucking, that I, it, it's like the season's almost over if he took the 72 hours to get there it, he might be, as well just be right stay. back up yeah yeah right yeah i don't uh i yeah great that's nice that you went down there quickly <laughs> um you know, it's it's the fake hustle thing, I guess. Oh, that's yeah, that's Elmora to a T, the fake hustle. That yeah, I you want. know, you know, he hustled down to Des Moines and then dove head first into the stadium, <laughs> and it was probably still wasn't off. he the one who slid feet first, slid, 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 slid feet first into first once? Oh, I'm sure he did. I wouldn't put it's... it past him. Um, I th- he, I'm positive he does it just to try to cover up just how many steps he's going to be out by. Right, and people are like, "Oh my God, he was up by four steps." Instead, he's sliding, <laughs> he's barely sliding. sliding into your picture when the first baseman is spiking the ball into the ground and jogging into the dugout. I mean, I suppose it's only for two weeks, right? Because they'll all be back September first. Yeah. yeah. Although the Iowa Cubs are going to be in the Pacific Coast League <laughs> right. playoffs. I saw some some writer down there lamenting the fact that the Iowa Cubs are going to be stripped. Of everybody, oh god! In time well, for their playoff run, they, like, could, they could very who, well who have. Cares? They could very well have Wilson Contreras catching for them in the playoffs. <laughs> right. I remember that being a thing a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was. I forget. It was. Um, it was one when, when the Cubs had finally gotten good. It was someone was on a rehab assignment. I don't know if it was like Soler or Mike. Oh Holt no, no, this guys. is even better. Yes, it was when, when, when the Mike Brewers were bitching Holt. about it. It was Mike, Mike Holt, Holt yeah. and Tom Hardercourt threw Hardercourt, a fit yes. because he was going to screw up the Midwest League, the, the uh, sanctity of the Midwest League playoffs because the Cubs sent him to, I think, it, I, I'm sure it was South Bend by then because it was the only team still playing. Right. So they sent him there and he threw a fit. It's like, oh, you know, nobody. I was on a team that played in the, well, and no, I was on a, I was working for a franchise for a team that played in the Midwest League Championship, and the players barely gave a shit. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you have to worry about it. I don't uh, think that was the highlight of Prince Fielder's career was playing no. in the Midwest well, League Championship not. against Felix PA and the Lansing Lugnut. Oh, Sky Point Felix PA. Uh, I will say this: I suppose we have to address the two the other the, the two collapses on their own. We knew that the Cubs being without their three best relievers was going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, they got through the 
what's the Brewer series and who else? The Oakland series, relatively unscathed. Yep. Even though they didn't have any of their relievers, but it's like, well, this is going to matter at some point, and it just happened to matter in the ugliest possible way. Yeah. Well, so it's like then, okay. Well, they got Kinsler back for one of them, but like they had to toss him right back into the fire. Like, there's no time for him to ease their way. Like, look, look at Kimbrel. They got to give him like one practice start on Sunday night, basically. Like, hey, go out there, throw 20 pitches. Who cares what happens? And he comes back the next two times against the uh, whoever the, the Giants here, and those are like the two best appearances he's had as a Cub. Yeah. Yep, he really looked. Good, regardless regardless of opponent, the stuff, the stuff was good. Yeah, he went three up, three down, both outings. So it's a very nice sign for the fourteen million dollar closer that you went out. And and then Steve comes back. He warms up the the very like an hour after he's activated. (laughs) They don't bring him in because they score some runs and they don't need him. And then they bring him in last night. So he's he's on the DL for like I feel like Joe is just going to cram in the warm ups. And the appearances he would he would have had <laughs> while on the IL, and so he's going to double it up just to make sure he gets like eighty appearances. Yeah. Well, he's got a chart, and it says that Cshek <laughs> missed ten days of warmups. Right. That's eight thousand pitches that he needs to throw between to, to to get back on his regular pace. Yeah, uh, the um, we, we seem to be complaining a lot for a team that's won five in a row, yeah. <laughs> but like, but it's out without of love, right? Yeah, the crap that they took on um, Thursday night, right? The finale of the the, the Grand Slam game yeah, was yeah. that Darvish had only thrown 92 pitches through seven and basically told Joe, I'm out. Oh, no. No, no, no. According my mechanics. To, I'm losing my mechanics. According to David Kaplan and everyone else, they probed a Darvish. That was the thing. Because I was like, but Darvish himself said he was tiring – and he didn't feel good. And they're like, oh, well, that's what they wanted him to say. I'm like, so Madden <sighs> pulled him aside after the game and tell him to tell the press, yeah, you want, you asked out that, to cover my ass. That shows, I mean, re- th- clearly they they understand Joe completely. There's a guy right. that <laughs> right. is going to ask a player to, to, to cover lie to cover for him. You know, so, but there was, there was criticism that, look, I mean, you had a short bullpen. Just send him back out and be like could you please six try outs. to get through the 8th and then we'll we'll six outs, we'll scrape the ninth runs. together but he's but yes if i'm joe and you thinks that is he's starting to he's getting tired his mechanics are going on him you take him out because if he can't hold a five run lead you deserve to lose and they did six outs five runs the three of us it actually got to been able to get outs. three of those outs it was with with two outs in the eighth. It was still five nothing. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't have time for you it. Should have just put Caratini in. Right. Victor, <laughs> give it a shot. Um. Well, well, since we're on the subject, I wrote about him today, and you know our, our podcast becomes just making fun of David Kaplan, and I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um. You know, he was going back and forth with you, Darvish, last night and this morning. And I wrote about it today. Now, I, I, I find it in, incredibly hilarious that anyone would look for fault in a pitcher who, after the All-Star break, has a 35-to-1 strikeout to walk yeah, rate. Yeah. Now, the home runs are annoying, and they're costing the Cubs wins. But you cannot say they're anything but other than the strangest anomaly possible, right? When you're striking out 35 hitters for every one you walk. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems odd that the only, the only guy, only time guys make contact, they hit a home run. Right. <laughs> but I mean that that start in Cincinnati like encapsulates it. He was brilliant. He gave up four base runners, and they all scored on three homers. Yeah. And it's like I'm, I was watching Hendricks today, who was equally as good, and he made some mistakes, and they fouled him straight back. Yeah. Or they miss him and they pop him up. And it's not like his stuff moves any more than Darvish's stuff. Darvish has the best stuff on the team. Yeah. It's because Kyle is more mentally tough. That must be it. That's what causes the balls to go foul instead of right. into he's, the bleachers. 
<laughs> He's Ozymandying them. I got I got the distinct impression that the Cap breaking out with his tenuous understanding of analytics. Tenuous understanding of everything. Was David DeJesus fueled? It, sound, it felt to me like yeah. when they were watching the game together, DeJesus was like, you know, every time he throws a breaking pitch, they hit a home run. Why does he just throw fastball? <laughs> and Cap's like, That's exactly how he would say Cap's like, oh, you, you've got something there, buddy. Now, where's my Twitter machine? I'm going right. to make a point. And so then it's like, well, it's called a scouting report. They told him to pitch backwards because that was supposedly going to get the Giants out. I'm always I'm a little dubious of the Cubs scouts, but it was clearly what they wanted him to do, and it didn't work. And, you know, that shit happens. I thought the teams basically all use the same scouting service now anyway. Like, you don't have like – I guess every team's got advanced scouts, but they all get, they all get the same reports. Right? Oh, yeah, the data the, the, the data's all the same. Right. Know, so it's just – how you interpret it, I suppose. I don't know. But well, I mean, anyway, I, wanna, when I do not want to besmirch the Cubs' vaunted pitching infrastructure. Right. <sighs> I just feel like Darvish is going to finish the season with like some wonky-looking starts, like where he'll walk three or four and only strike out three or four, but he'll go seven innings because everyone just flies out to the warning track all of a sudden. He's just going to have like this turnaround of luck for no reason – other than it's baseball, and everyone's just going to like fly out. To I think he's going to throw three no-hitters in the playoffs. He might. That's when it's all going to come together for him. And, then, and people will still bemoan the signing. Why is he throwing so many pitches? <laughs> Why doesn't he get any quick outs? What's with all the strikeouts? You strikes out 22, <laughs> fans bitch <laughs> that he threw too many pitches. <laughs> yeah. uh, They're really going to shit a brick when... Oh, uh, if, if when he starts game one, that's really when they're going to shit their pants. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, right? They're only a game up at the moment. It's over. Like, it's over. No, <laughs> they, get, they got the when they went to little league land. They got their mojo. It's it's all it's this one's in the bag. <laughs> Run, don't walk to your closest well, legalized if, betting app and bet the farm. I feel like. Every series is big, and I don't want to put too much on three games because it's baseball, and that's stupid. But like when they have this very simple non-road trip, like it's just three games in New York. They just fly out, play three games in New York, yeah, come back. It's like, okay, this is where like you can turn things around. I mean, the Mets are playing well, but they're still the Mets. You know, and it's like, just go and take two of three there. And it's like, okay, now you can build off that. Now you've won two road series in a row. You've proven to yourselves you can do it. And then after that, like all the road trips are pretty simple. Like they go to Milwaukee, right? Don't they have they, a weird? They San go to Diego San Diego after Milwaukee, which totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and the Padres will have all their kids up, so they'll be excited. But like, they're not very good yet. Do they have any road trips where they're going to get to the city before the home team does? I have no idea because that is that's sports, the key. Sports writers are obsessed with that. <laughs> Bob Nightingale was the latest to chime in today. Oh, about good. Now, it was weird. The Royals did have an odd. They went to Boston for 12 minutes today. Yeah. To finish the suspended game. Which that, is the perfect amount of time to be in Boston. That's, yeah, and the perfect amount of time to have to watch the Royals. <laughs> You're right. And so they were wherever they were going, they were going to get there before the team did. And Bob was just, yeah, that was fascinating to him. Like, you know, he just I'm sure he stared at it. On does Bob Nightingale huff the same brand of paint that Dave Kaplan does? Or do you think they... I, I guarantee you Bob and <laughs> Phil Rogers huff the same stuff. They're basically the same person. They're basically the same person. The only that Phil um, doesn't talk through his nose as pronounced as Bob does. But otherwise, it's the same guy. It, Phil could very well be Bobby Nightingale's dad. I mean, we, it could be. They're going to be on Maury someday. And, we're and if out. he isn't, he should be. Was it Nightingale that had the tweet that Cap quote retweeted earlier this week or whatever about like it was something I forget the exact it was something along the lines of how analytics are ruining the game. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was I wrote a whole post about. Yeah, it. that was that was the inspiration. Uh, okay, but yeah. but Nightingale didn't mention analytics. That was Kaplan's addition to okay, it. Okay, yeah, because Nightingale had written this post. Or post. I call them all posts now. This is God. What have I become? 
this article talking to all these old codgers, scouts, whatever, basically all the guys from the room in Moneyball with Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) And like, why don't we have a part in the game? It's like, because you're an idiot. And and the best was that he compared them. I'm going over my uncle, but he's like, he's like, he compared them to like Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick. And Mike Krzyzewski is like, okay, well, Popovich and Belichick are famous for reinventing themselves, for staying up with the time, for changing how their teams play, for not sticking to what worked 10 years ago. Krzyzewski doesn't count because he just opens the door and gets the best athletes, and everyone will tell you he's actually a shitty in-game coach. These are the same people who think that Charlie Manuel's arrival is why – the Phillies hit right. those last two games against the Cubs. <laughs> right. So then you, Kaplan, you just you can't disprove stupid. Right. stupid. It's, it's so stupid I can't disprove it. And so then Kaplan just th- just threw analytics on it. And it's like, so what's your solution? We're just gonna outlaw analytics. You can't look at this information <laughs> ever again. Like what who does that help? I just don't get the desire to I think Sam, I think you alluded to something along these lines in your post as well. The desire to like see a bunch of like opposite field singles and like bunts. Right. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm just younger, maybe I'm a fan graphs hipster, whatever you want to call it, but I think the game is awesome right now. But Well, uh, I, I don't know that I'd go that far. I mean, I think I agree with Joe Sheehan's thing about having an action problem. No, I don't need opposite field singles right. all the time. I would like more gap balls in the gap, and you know because I think baseball is more exciting when like at least when you're there. I mean, maybe it doesn't matter on television, but when you're there and everything's in motion, guys yeah. are running out for the yeah, cutoff. I mean, honestly, if you want more balls in the gap, you just mandate that the Cubs have to play Schwarber, Almora, and Castellanos <laughs> in the outfield. There will be plenty of balls uh, yeah, in the yeah, gap right. rolling to the wall. There are gaps everywhere, <laughs> and I only want those in place of strikeouts, but. You know, I don't. I, I I'm curious how an automated strike zone would change that. I, I I don't think anyone really knows. You know, it would call more balls strikes, but there, there would be other things that wouldn't be called strikes. How does it change hitters' approaches? Well, what was, do pitchers do? There You'd be some, more tempted to actually have a hitter at catcher because framing doesn't yes, matter. Anymore. And I, that's what I was gonna say. There were people that were actually bitching about. The they said well, the thing that the uh, Atlantic League you, you notice right away is that uh, the art of framing pitches doesn't matter anymore. Nobody's ever yeah. A it's cheating. <laughs> it's right. Yadi Molina it's setting up in the opposite batter's box and not moving and fooling a moronic umpire into <laughs> thinking that it must have been a strike. Like nobody's ever gone to a game to watch a catcher frame a fucking pitch. <laughs> so who cares? Like any big rule change, seventy five percent of what people fear. You won't care about two weeks in. Right. You won't care about framing. You won't care about this. You won't care about that. Now, they do have to, like, from what I was reading from, I think it was Jason Stark, they do have to pare down the reaction time. I, I, you, we can't have people standing around for a couple seconds. Yeah, it was seconds. like a, sometimes a two-second delay. Right. So you We're get like, the Frank Drebin right. strike? Like, that, that can't happen. And I, I love the part about how they all thought it was a walk. It wasn't, but the guy ended up stealing second because yeah. <laughs> he, was just, he was just walking the second. Um, well, that'll be Javi will be scoring on, but you know, delayed strike calls from right. first. <laughs> Some of that will be solved by just having it in spring training. You give these guys six weeks with it, five weeks with it, a month with it, and they'll kind of know. Okay, this is how it's going to be called. Like in this Atlantic League, they just dumped it in the middle of the regular yeah. season. Well, so, and, you know, on the Wi-Fi at Wrigley. That's seamless. So there won't be any hiccups when they do it there. Honestly, it's better than the Wi-Fi of the United Center. <laughs> it, it's gotten better. I'll give them that. I don't I, I don't know how you wire a place that's outdoors for 40,000 people to have Wi-Fi. So yeah. how, whatever they're doing, um, it's fine with me. My complaint, here's my Wrigley complaint of the week, is I went to their little Street Fest uh, 1060 Rocks or whatever uh, on the weekend. And Local H was playing, so I went to go see Local H. And they were charging ballpark prices for the beer at this stupid little music fest on their little garden. It's like, come on. If you're going to do a street fest or play act like you're doing a street fest, you can't be charging me $10 for an old style, especially when you're on the street with the most bars per capita anywhere. I'm just going to go back across the street. 
Anyway, that's my rant. I'm done now. <laughs> Good. Thank you. <laughs> Caught you all off guard with that one, didn't yeah. I? Well, I think I'm excited to uh, see Davey Martinez uh, back in town matching wits with Joe. Oh, wait, nobody cares. <laughs> right. You know, there'll be, there'll be those articles. And because the Nationals have gone, what, 43 and 24, there'll, <laughs> there'll be at least one article. Was Dave Martinez the one the Cubs like get away? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Gordon's already written that, I'm sure. Should they it's, have, it's the have held on to him to replace Madden at some point this season? Because he was. Um, you know, Joe didn't get tossed from that many games, but I do remember that at least twice when he did, Davey f- <laughs> fucked things up. <laughs> People are like, well, Joe is, Joe is, Joe's sending messages down. For no, no, Joe is, no, Joe left. Joe, yeah, Joe is three quarters of the way through a bottle of wine and he could give a shit what's happening. Davey is on his own. It was debatable whether he was even in the stadium. Like when he, he gets ejected, he's taking it as a day off. Yeah, I'm out of here. And why wouldn't you, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they told you to go home, you go home. You're just being polite. <laughs> uh, so what do we do now? Look ahead. The Nationals here, Mets. Afterwards, it's, uh, it's an NL East week before it a is. big to-do over Labor Day weekend with the Brewers. It's a big to-do. I, I'm always looking forward to, and I've I've had my share brewers rants on on this platform um i'm looking forward to one of brewers twitter's favorite things to do is to bitch about the friday afternoon uh day game so we get we we get to look forward to that next week <laughs> i didn't realize that was a thing oh that's a thing i can see why it's a thing because it is stupid get it? no i i get it but Wait, does it interfere with their milking schedule <laughs> apparently i don't <laughs> what know is, you know i mean at this point like Actually, when they, when they have these when, when they have these arguments with the neighborhood about weekend night games. Okay, we're all we're talking about is Friday night games because Saturday afternoon games really aren't that weird around the league. Right. They have some Saturday night home games anyway, thanks to Fox. Yep. So we're talking about Friday nights. It's like, do, are you really trying to convince me that neighborhood's not a zoo on a Friday night anyway? Nah. Then just give them the Friday night home games. Who cares? But I, I didn't realize that was like a major beef with Brewers. Fans. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a major beef, but it's it's one of the things they do like to bitch about. It all it all started a couple of years ago when the Cubs moved that one Brewers game yes. uh, oh. Friday night. They got that one time that they also got last year for the Reds game. That's so. a, that's an infamous game. That was the that was Jimmy, Jimmy Nelson up. game. Yeah. Had it been a day game, Jimmy doesn't f- fall awkwardly onto first base, I'm sure. Yeah, his career never pitch over. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. That was a Friday night game, right? Yeah. yeah Why was, was it? It was... Um, was it because of a rescheduled Well, no, game that because was, of a rainout, and so to give la- them more time to, to that, get back? That was last year's. That was last year's against the Reds that Friday. That Brewers one was the Cubs. Uh, I think they were... Th- I think they had a Thursday night game in Pittsburgh or something, and they... They didn't want to have to get off play a day game the next day, so they asked the city, and for whatever reason, they said yes. Last year's was the um, Nationals makeup debacle oh, yeah. with the hurricane, the Pedro Strope game, the Pedro Strope game. That was yeah. in that was in the end of Pedro's though. career. <laughs> yeah, and then it was Friday night, the next night back at Wrigley against Cincinnati. Oh, all right. So they they yeah, had to give the yeah. the rebound wraparound when Rizzo never took his jersey off. Yep. Um, that's good stuff right there. So I did. I enjoyed. Um, Mike Schilt was as apoplectic as he can possibly get, which meant he blinked um, at the game getting rained out last night with the Cardinals going to bat in the bottom of the eighth in a one-run game against the Brewers. But come yeah. on, it's Josh Hader. Nobody hits Josh Hader, <laughs> <laughs> and his six-point ERA in the second half. So um, I do believe the Brewers did luck out there and not, oh, had to, not had to try to get those final six outs. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. It's not our fault your city has been underwater all right, year. Yeah, that's, do something that's, about it. That's your thing, not mine. Get a roof if that's what you want. Oh, man. God, no, wouldn't, just, be able, God wouldn't be able to look down on his favorite team. That would just hold the smell oh. in. No one wants that. <laughs> 
Cardinals have tied the game, apparently. Yep. So it could be just a half game lead. But, you know, Mike or Andy's already planning our game one starter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. In Atlanta. You can just book it right now. The Cardinals blow. I don't even I don't even bother to look at the standings. They are bad. I mean they just it's it has and to they're be not bad. good. The brewer and the brewers are the brewers, the brewers are, are bad. The brewers, are bad. brewers have gone officially from oh they're not as good as last year too. No, they're bad now. Yeah. If they like you know, you brought this up. If they really back up here in September, like just have a horrible finish where they don't they're not even close. Will we get Christian Yelich trade rumors this winter? If not this year, you're gonna get him next year. Because he'll have two years I'm, left in his deal. So his, I was his, really surprised they did nothing at the deadline because the clock is ticking on him. There right. is no chance in hell he's staying. <laughs> and right. he's 80% of your team. You need to take every shot right. you get with him. You can't punt a season. But they did. They didn't. So, well, I mean, they don't really have much to trade. Their, their farm no, system isn't yeah. regarded very highly. I don't know what they could trade off the roster. That they that they can afford to lose that's worth anything. They've got the five two hundred and fifty pound second baseman. Yeah. Somebody's gotta right. need one of those, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we need yeah, a guy who can I... cover a lot of ground. Oh, we've got those. <laughs> we got a guy for you. Do you need, him, he to, lays do you need down. him to move? <laughs> yes? Well, we don't have any of those then. Sorry. <laughs> well, we're gonna have the the same thing here though with Castellanos this winter. Oh, yeah, it's already – I like how every time he gets a hit. They show someone's sign that says, please sign Castellanos. First of all, it's like, hey, let's we go. already know Castellanos is going to get frozen out till February by every team. That's what happens. Yeah. Surprise well, free agent. He's not going to sign quickly. I mean, I, th- I, I have a hunch that if they want him, they will be able to get him at a discount because he's not going to want to have to do that. Right. They offer him a I, – I suppose you have to give him a three-year deal. Well, he's At only twenty-seven. Yeah. He's, he's younger than I thought. Yeah, I think he, I, and the money's competitive to what he thought he was going to get. He's going to take it. But I would really like the Cubs, and I have a feeling um, Teddy and Jetty uh, think ahead. Teddy and Jetty. Maybe we get through September and see how he's doing. Yeah, right. Before we, <laughs> right, before we whip out we the checkbook for weeks. no apparent reason. I mean, um, I'm but then that's that's going to affect our large adult son because yep. I don't know that. You really want to have an outfield every day that you've you got to have Hayward because you owe him until he's a thousand. <laughs> and then you can't you can't have Schwarber and Cassianos in the same outfield every day. You yeah. just can't. You saw it today like he is helpless out there. Yeah, but it's actually surprising it hasn't cost the Cubs more. No, he's, in fact, he's like, waiting. He's waiting for a, a much right. bigger game. But like his defense is so bad. Like as well as he's hitting. He's like a two-win player because, yeah. like, he's given back runs. Yep. Um, that easily could have cost you today. Like, okay, yeah, that ball really should just land almost on Sheffield. But it was catchable. Hayward would have had it if he were in right. Yeah, so um, there's, there's a lot they have to figure out there. Now, I, f- I feel like Teddy and Jetty will, will probably wait till the, through September to, I think so. to make up their mind on Cassius, especially because he cost them – Nothing in a trade. Yes. Yeah. There's none of that like, oh, well, we, we've got to get more out of what we gave up. They gave up nothing. So, you know, you can thank him for his services and move him along without feeling guilty. If it comes to that. When when we went through the long list before spring training of all the rules that Rob Manfred wanted to change, mm-hmm. um, and some of them are going to happen like next year, 26-man um, rosters. It's like a thirty-man roster in September that you yeah. can activate and deactivate guys. So the Dodgers, yeah, you, you have the to like Dodgers declare, are going to go crazy like, with that every day. You have like healthy scratches, basically. But in there was the proposed National League DH. So what year was that? Because if that because if that that's, didn't seem to get off the ground, yeah. But if that's say two years from now, then maybe you don't have to get rid of one of those two. You just make yeah whoever you've you know, whatever career minor leaguer you've hired to be the manager and say, all right, you, you've got a, a rather large, slow outfield, figure it out for you. <laughs> we gave your predecessor a terrible roster his last year. Congratulations. Here's yours. Here's yours. Make it work. 
Well, I suppose that's the other debate is if they do let Madden go, do they convince uh, the chucklehead Ricketts kids, hey, look, we've got to spend money because we've got to make our guy look good here. I think we gotta we got to go a little all out here to manager-proof this roster. I don't know. So I mean, we, don't we all, look, we all we don't thought... Look completely incompetent. We all thought that they were going to blow open the payroll... A, because there's supposedly there was going to be more revenue coming from TV, but B, because they need people to watch the freaking TV channel. Yeah. They do not appear to be terribly motivated by that. So yet, I don't know that you can make the manager argument either to them. Well, they also haven't explained who exactly is picking up this this, this network. Yeah. Like. yeah, there's a good chance it'll have as many, it'll be distributed <laughs> as many places on opening day as it is right now. Right. <laughs> they could be the Dodgers, for all we know, which is like, if you live oh, in it's, LA, it's been you can't my see the Dodgers. It's been my fear the whole time that they'll completely botch the distribution and ice out. You know, it'd be easy to lose sixty percent of the fan base just because of the you know so much of it isn't in Chicago. You've got Iowa. You've got all kinds of places that are just used to watching the Cubs every day, and those cable providers could be like, "Wait, a minute, what? You're gonna pick up a, a one team only?" Sports right. network in Chicago right. for eight bucks a month? Nah, fuck that. And yet, I feel like I regularly got yes. Like I have the yes network, so I don't want it. Well, they got but... in. Honestly, right up up until the Dodgers, regional sports networks were naming their price. Right. And now, not so much. Like Dish Network has basically said. No, we're never going to pay for them again. Right. We don't think we don't think we're going to lose that many viewers, and we don't want to pay it. So screw you. Um. And yeah, I I mean that that'll be the most fun thing to watch this winter. I don't. Well, fun and terrifying, I suppose. But <laughs> yeah, it depends where you live and who your provider is. Um. But you know, we we got to worry about game one before that. <laughs> I just hope you has enough rest. <laughs> Joe really should be should be figuring out the rotation right now to optimize use rest before game one. I'd like right. to think he's thinking ahead. Which you wouldn't get slaughtered for or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you could do the Lou Pinella and he takes you out in the sixth inning of the first yeah. game because he wants to bring him back in game four. Oh my god. Let's not let's not revisit that. Yeah. I I love Lou, but that that was not his finest moment. To be fair, they didn't score. So it didn't matter no. what inning they pulled Zimbrano yeah. and they just never scored. Well, Marmel gave it up. Oh, uh, good stuff. The, Let's not. The Let's at not. the time unhittable Carlos Marmol. Oops. Yeah, so let's just talk about the Let's talk about the 07 Cubs for, no, <laughs> no, no for 15 more. minutes. No. Remember when Jock Jones? No, never mind. He wasn't <laughs> on the 07 Cubs, thank God. Jock? Yeah. Oh, was yeah, he? he was. He had to play center field a lot that year. Really? Yep. Didn't he get replaced by Clifford in 08? I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Please don't. Just stop. <laughs> we stop with all of this. Now this is a good this is a good window into what the Bear podcast will devolve into as soon okay. as somebody mentions an obscure former Bear to Mike. Who will yeah, then, but I I love talking about obscure. Who will then bear. tell a twenty minute story about Revisori? What is uh? What's your what's your initial outlook on the Bears there, Mister Bears podcast? Uh, the only reason they won't go seventeen and zero is because they only play sixteen regular season games. Okay. 2007, Jock Jones had a robust OPS plus of 86. That was my man. That was his first year, right? No, um, he came under Dusty. He was yeah, here he was in like there in 05. 05. Oh, that's right. Oh, so 07 was the end. He, he got traded in 08, I think, to the Tigers. Um, yep, that is that is correct. He got traded for o- what was for Omar Infante, and then Omar never played for the Cubs. Uh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Omar Infante. Oh, I know my Jack. I hated Jack Jones so much <laughs> that I remember lots of things about Jack. I, I remember the famous tweet, you add like you throw. 
<laughs> One of my favorite tweets of all time by anyone. Because he had misidentified how many years it had been since. Yep. So Dylan told him, no, it's 100 and, <laughs> at the time, 102 or whatever. It's 102. You count like you throw. And that was that was checking mate, game set match, whole thing. Ah, uh, Jack. Until you last night or this morning was was uh, putting it on David Kaplan. Yeah, yeah. I think that's worse than uh, Donnie Dewey's mom constantly getting mad at me. Uh, yeah. Well, the Hawks coach's wife hates us. <laughs> um. Because whenever it was only a few times, but it was enough to notice that whenever we were bitching about something Collinson had done, Jeremy Collinson had done, and someone would respond to us, "Well, look at the roster he's been given." His wife would always like that tweet. <laughs> nah. Um. So that that's my that's my fighting with a player's family. Uh, you know, here's the question: When they move to Marquee, is David DeJesus coming with them? Oh. Because they could do better. Yeah. I don't understand why Doug Glanville hasn't just taken that job. Does he not want it? Yeah. Is I mean, he not I, here enough? I really thought that when early in the year, whenever they would go to the three-person, that like you'd, you'd tune in the first day and it would be Cap on the left, then DeJesus, then Glanville. Then the next night, Glanville would be sitting in the middle. <laughs> right. And then the next night, Glanville would be sitting in the middle, and DeJesus' chair would be in the parking lot. <laughs> right. That's but what no, I assume. They just keep. <sighs> because they're Comcast employees. They're not Cubs employees. Maybe that's Kaplan's maybe that's Kaplan's problem. He knows he's not going to marquee with them, so he's lashing out. <laughs> it could be. It's just he's gonna have to do you know, he doesn't do any of the bear stuff. That's Lawrence's game. Nope. So I don't know what he's yeah, gonna what, do. What is he gonna do to justify his Comcast salary? That his little five o'clock chat show gets that's all. That's gets it. eight viewers. I can't imagine that you know that's enough to keep him around. But they'll just hire someone worse to be the analyst. I'm sure, like the studio analyst on Marquee. I mean, if you look at Yes and Nesson and on these other channels, like you actually need like a team. They have like three guys analyzing every game and it's like god you you really need to fill the time here don't you jesus yeah, like, they i they have a lot of tonnage to yeah fill. and i, I was, don't I, I was really surprised they didn't bring the blackhawks right. with them because what are you going to do in the winter like nesson has the bruins yes has the nets i don't know if the dodgers one has anyone with them i don't think so and that that might be another reason no one watches it you know, all these teams, like, they have a basketball or hockey team that came with them. What are you, you going to do, just replay the season starting in November? Well, I wonder if part of the Sinclair partnership is that they'll just they'll pick up programming from some of those other RSNs that Sinclair owns, but that fills time, but nobody's going to watch any of that shit. Right. So, you're not making it more attractive for, like, like, if you're Nesson, like, when they start Nesson, it's like, well, we got the Red Sox and Bruins. Okay, that's year-round stuff. People yeah. want that. Um, so I, I was I was really surprised, especially with McDonough there. Say like, just bring the Hawks along. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, Reinsdorf was never going to go along with it, but like, you know, you got your, you got your guy on the inside of the, the hockey team here. Just bring him along. No, no like, we, we know better. I like that the first thing Crane bragged about when they announced Marquee officially was that they were going to show every spring training game. Great. That's what I need in my like, life. If pe- no, people, the only people who watch spring training games are shut-ins who would watch the catheter commercial that you were going <laughs> to run anyway. You don't need to do that to poor Len. Although, I mean, they've already got Len trained. They send him out to the desert, and he has to do all of them on frickin' Cubs.com, which eight people listen to. <sighs> poor Len. I mean, like, the only reason you turn into a spring training game is it's Sunday afternoon, and you're not doing anything, and you just want to watch the sunshine. Because yes, you're, you're exactly. under three feet of snow, you're cold, you basically want to kill yourself because you've already been through four months of winter, and you know there's another two to go, and you just turn on the television, you're like, oh my god, it looks so warm. And that's all you're watching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you used to tune in to hear Steve Stone go on for 15 minutes about how Angel Guzman was going to be the greatest starting pitcher <laughs> of all time. I agreed with him on that. 
Um, <laughs> so they're going to make Len do essentially 180 games. Right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, except for the ones that get on national TV, and he does some of those too. Yeah, right. Some of the Fox ones. That is. They got to bring in like some a rotating cast to do spring training. You can't make Len do 180 games. That's ridiculous. They should throw Zaidman on that and get it all out of (laughs) Yeah, there you go. At least if he was doing TV, you could see what was happening. Yeah. God knows he's not going to tell you. God knows he's not going to tell you. What was the one from last night? He said someone flew out, and that makes the count one and two. And everyone was like so massively confused about what he was even trying to say. They couldn't like he just screwed up so many things. He had one last night too. I think that he was like teeing up a, a big play at the plate, and the throw didn't go to the throw went to third. <laughs> <laughs> Here it goes. The throw. Whoa! It's wild. Oh, and he tags him out at third base. That's actually a nice throw. Thanks, Zach. That was great. Yeah, I, uh, that's, uh, I'm glad I don't listen to a lot of games on the radio, I guess. Like, that's, I, is the one inning off for, <laughs> for him so much? Like, he needs that <laughs> so badly, I guess. I don't know. When you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, just, uh, he could just wear the headset in the can. Right. <laughs> he, we're gonna know just as much about what's happening with him locked in a bathroom as we do with Zach watching. And you get a lot of Pat going as the counters to him. Wow, when did I eat corn? I mean, if you're gonna do that, then give him the middle three off and bring in a real up and coming play by play guy. Oh, they've never wanted to do that. They've had an assortment of oddities with him for years, from Corey Provis to Andy Mazur to. It makes you wonder if that doesn't come from Pat Hughes himself. He doesn't want yeah. anybody yeah, who be. might. I'm gonna up. get. I'm gonna pick my replacement. You know, the doorman in my building knows. A lot <laughs> <about baseball. laughs> His name is Jeff Joniak. Uh, well, he's no Joniak was pretty terrible on baseball too, wasn't he? He's not that good on football, to be honest. I mean, in football, he's great as long as you don't need to know. What the down is, <laughs> where the ball is, what the score is. Yeah, and, my, and then Thayer comes in. He never shuts up. All he wants <laughs> to talk about is all he wants to talk about is the interior line, the thing that you're really worried about when you're listening to a game on the radio. Oh, I think well, they I, did a little. Uh, I think they were doing. A, they played a, a game there on the line, and the center took. The, nobody cares, Tom. We could barely care if we were watching it. You don't need to describe it to us. Football's, I mean, probably got to be impossible to do on the radio. I, I don't have much experience with it, but I know they're not good. I miss Dick Butkus and Hub Arkish yelling, ball. Ball, ball. <laughs> ball, that's what I mean. That's what I want. I just want that back. <laughs> like, I know Wayne Larrabee was good, uh, but then, you know, he he's a traitor now. T-R-A-D-E-R. Yep. <laughs> Because uh, he's been doing the Packers for 25 years or whatever. Uh, all right. I think I'm out of stuff. Are we Are we going? Like, are we still going? Yeah, I mean, if anybody is still listening, they, <laughs> we should give them some sort of prize. <laughs> uh, you will be happy to know that uh, Miles Mikolas's mustache ERA has gone way up. He just gave up, he gave up a three-run homer last inning. Outstanding. Arenado. So you're, not, so you're doing you're doing the Francesa play by play on your yep. radio show. You I just need to find something to, do that. to count. One, two. Six. I think. I mean, are we are we sure that we're allowed to be talking about an MLB broadcast that we're watching on? An well, I, I have the express <laughs> written consent of <laughs> yeah, Major League Baseball. It's the Cardinals. It doesn't count. And <laughs> also true. All right. Well, uh, yeah. It seems like every other week. We, you know, we leave very optimistic. Then they go on a road trip, and we do a podcast. We, we, <laughs> of how miserable we are! Oh, the season's over, and then well, by we the time back. they come back, no wait, they'll be on the road. Yeah, right? they'll, they'll be, be in New York, so, so the they won't have had time. End it again. They won't have had time to torpedo the all of the momentum. Yeah, so we might get like two or three optimistic podcasts in a row. Yeah, well, that'd be something. Because the Mariners are in there somewhere, too. Yeah. 
We'll put a missing persons alert out on Mike. See if we can find out where he well, is. Oh, he's yeah. he's dead, or he just doesn't like us, and I, I'll probably bet on the latter. Yeah, yeah, that's much more likely. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This was uh, yep. great. Yeah, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. See you again next week. Indeed. See you.